signing with it. I stress to you how important it is to keep yourself excited about the path you walk. Even if you take on some tasks that seem like they don't have great reward or infinite possibility. But you must incorporate whatever keeps you fresh. Something as tiny as, um, for instance, someone asked me why I write in colorful pens. Pink pen, green pen. And I say, it's that little bit that keeps me excited about the process. Just seeing a a page of notes where it's broken down, color-coded, a couple highlighters in there. It looks organized. It's structured. And it just looks good. You know, when you were a kid and you used crayons, paint, and all that. And that's that little bit that'll keep you coming back to the notes, reading it and make you write for that much longer. Even if you're dull for a second during your day, add color to it. Pull out the notes, read them, look through them, grab a purple, highlight, and it keeps your ideas on your mind. It keeps you reading the page those couple extra times, which helps you internalize the material that much better, which gives you that much more confidence. Anyway, I thought of, well, I actually started writing a couple books years ago. And though I didn't get far into the books before I realized there were holes in my ability I want to take up writing again, so I got the Medium app, which of course is a, let's just say, um, an app where you can write articles. You can write long articles, short ones, short quips, I assume. I don't think there's a length. Um, requirement um, as far as for how much you can write or how little you can write. I mean, of course, there are limitations to everything. You can't write 5,000 pages, I assume, but you get my point. Even though people don't read as much as they used to, I just feel it necessary. And the problem I came across when I was writing the books I had no problems getting the ideas, the concepts, expounding upon the concepts. The issue I had is punctuation. But when I bought a punctuation book, and this thing was thorough, what I saw was there are some rules that are up for grabs. 
So they had to break it down to three different sources each time. And I forget who they were, but essentially it's three different authorities telling you ways which are correct, which are preferred in certain circumstances. And the main thing they tell you is if it comes down to semicolons and dashes, it's to be consistent with what you do. Whatever it is, whenever there's a choice of one or the other, be consistent throughout the writing in what you use. And that makes it okay. So there's so much wiggle room that I just decided, man, since there's no concrete way and I can make it good enough to the point where you understand what you're reading, there are proper pauses where they are supposed to be. The fluidity will be there. I know not to run on in sentences. I'm good enough. It doesn't mean I'll stop studying the book. What it means is that I'm good enough to get started. So I look to publish an article soon enough. Soon enough being probably by next weekend, I'll get something up. Even if it's a small thought, just to begin the process of having a page. And that may be what I do. Tiny thoughts or concepts that I like to read. When I read someone like a Robert Greene, he'll come up with a a concept or thought. And what he does is give a historical context to it. He gives it a practical use as far as when someone used it, this happened. When someone did not adhere to this law, this happened. And of course, he gives you what it means in simple terms without an example, without any fat on it. This is what it is. This is the reasoning behind it. This is how you apply it. I think I'll do that one. The idea, the breakdown, there it is, simple. Maybe a couple paragraphs. And see, there's things like the indenting, the proper amount of spaces after a period. Those things, it's not that big. As I say, as long as it's consistent and when you're looking at it, you don't see a paragraph with four spaces and then the next paragraph, and then a paragraph, only two spaces below that. So it must look right. It must look professional. I'm good enough to get started. So maybe by next week, there will be something up. That way, when you search my name, see, I know what this does. See, when you search my name now, if I put it on a couple sites and you do Google, after a while, if I frequent the page, and if I'm active, it'll start to climb in the searches. And then you won't just see music, podcasts, whatever else. You'll see the articles. And I love that. And eventually, from there, I'm sure I have the springboard to get me through the books. So you must see your wins, even though how many people are actually going to read it, you know. But I just love the fact that it's there. So people who decide to read 
It'll be there. And one of the main people I've been listening to, and they do the same thing, actually, with the articles. I believe they do a newsletter, though. And it refreshed it in my mind about writing. And I made the Medium account about maybe four years ago. And I'm shocked I had a password that I can remember. Got right on. It's beautiful. Like I never left. I remember what I did not like about it is that after you read a few articles, you have to be a member. So I couldn't even enjoy the site like I wanted because after I clicked into a few articles, they're charging, which I don't mind becoming a member. But I'm thinking when I create and I share it, now you're taking an audience that's already small because how many people actually read? And then out of those, how many people are going to subscribe and pay? Go through the process of making a page, whatever else. But I will say, since it's still around, it must be holding up okay. All right, so there's that. But George Bruno, I've been listening to him. He always says he's the voice of sanity, clarity, and reason. And when you wake up one day, search him. It's the perfect way to get your day started. He does this daybreak show. His voice is calming. His content is strong. And he covers so many topics, just the practical living of the everyday man. He's not a minimalist, but he teaches you practical ways to get by, conserve, save. And he speaks on relationships as well. Where he is, I believe he's been married before. And at this current time, I guess he's in his 60s and he is looking for a wife. So he talks about the qualities that you should look for if that's what you want. And the qualities he's looking for. But to start your day with that, he does this um, this whole thing where he has coffee at the beginning. He's stirring the coffee. And so it promotes to you to start your day with this. He sends you out the door with it because he records it at 4 a.m. on the East Coast. So essentially, that's before anybody gets up. It's waiting for you. Then he does a Sunday service where he spits on there. It's a beautiful thing. And of course, with me, you know, the material has to be on point. It has to be strong. It has to be thought-provoking in order for me to be a regular. And he gave me the idea again about the medium because he has the email list. And you'll see on YouTube, he writes once in a while, short pieces. And that's what I'm going to do. So obviously I'm going to start covering more ground with that. Because I looked on Google the other day, searched my name on a computer that is not mine. Because, you know, when you use one computer or yours, it's going to be what you searched. But to a random computer, if you go on Google search. Now, Bing, it doesn't show me a whole lot. It's just a couple of videos. But Google 
man, I look like a winner on there, you know? <laughs> so I wanted to pop up on a Google search. But what I saw is iHeartRadio. I was high on there. That, or it was high on my list, shall I say. I don't use it, but I know I have it and I'm on there. And the funny thing to me was, I don't know whether they take into account comments people make about you. Because when I saw it, it shocked me a little bit. Like, I know I have it, but I don't have that anywhere as far as where I promoted the link. But it made me think of my Instagram page. Now, see, I'm, I'm saying all these apps. And I don't know if I should be doing that. But the good people at Anchor slash Spotify podcast shouldn't trip. There's their shout out. You know? But on Instagram, I've been promoting one of my videos. Now, this video has been sitting around for a decade. When you see it on YouTube, when you search it, it'll actually say 10 years ago that I posted it. And that's not even when I did it. We shot that video over a year or two year span. I recorded that in 2009, right at the end of our lease, when we were in the studio in Alexandria, Virginia. If you are familiar with um, the highway, you from VA, you know that. The highway right across from the, the Fridays, we had a studio right there. And, you know, we got put out of there after a while because some things happened. But we did finish out that one lease. And it's great for me because now I'm seeing it captures the moment of me and the person I was in there with. Nafi Salam. There you go. Shout there. And the actual time period. And the reason why the song has significance is because we recorded that right before we got out. It's one of the last ones we did. And what I'm talking about in there, when I, when I speak on, we don't learn and we keep getting locked up, thinking we got a million passes, you know, he's in the background on one of the tracks saying, right, you know, stamping it. And also to let you know and let me know that he knows and understands and accepts and likes the fact that I'm talking about his situation that he was in. And for me, when I hear it now, I chuckle at that that I hear him in the background because he he the one who was the engineer. So when you're the engineer, you get the volumes correct the level's correct on the song after it's recorded. And you record the song. You're standing or sitting behind the equipment as the artist is recording. So he added that piece in there at some point when he was mixing it. But that's one of our songs that we were into. And there are certain songs he would play when he had his transgression with the law and he was down for a minute that's one of the songs he really was into because he knows that's basically that was the wrap up of the year we had the understanding and what I saw 
from what we just lived to where we were going. Uh-huh. That was me reporting on what happened and prophesizing what life looked like for us in general. So between that one, the MJ tribute I did, cross country, those were all records he was involved in. And actually on the MJ tribute, he's talking um, a couple times on there. Does the ad-libs, you know, the background vocals a couple times. He liked that track. That joint was hard. We recorded that the night slash next morning after um, Michael Jackson left us, you know. Because when I first got to work, I was working night shift. I got there around 4 or 5 p.m. And people in the warehouse were talking about it. They say Michael Jackson, unconscious or whatever they were saying. And then shortly after, they say he's gone. So I already thought about it in my mind. Like, I got to, because this is a time period where we live in the studio. We had the lease, but we stayed there. So we'd be there throughout the night. And Fairfax County Police would see us there and ride up on us. They see us going in the building at like 1, 2 a.m. They would try to catch us before we got in to see who we were. At first, before they knew that, okay, there's something going on. There's a studio in there, you know, after they start asking questions. Which should have been our screaming um, caution to watch what we were doing in there. How about that? But we were living in the studio. So at that time, if anything hit my mind throughout the day or anything transpired, I knew that night I can go record something. So I had it right there. So I had it in my mind. I, I, I got to do Heal the World because... When I graduated sixth grade, we sung that as a class, Heal the World, at our graduation for elementary school. So I went through some of my instrumentals. I heard that. Um, it's one of the 50 Cent songs from his uh, soundtrack, I believe. And man, Heal the World sounded right on there. So I said, okay, I'm going to use this. And of course, I had to write it that night slash next morning. We recorded it. And by the time people woke up the next day, we was already getting that joint mixed. And that, that night, we had it up. And people was loving that joint. It was hard. It was just a raw feeling. Just got the news. Hit it hard. But anyway, so the the name of the track, that I promoted on Instagram is called Average. You can put average and a letter N. It should pop up. Average, letter N. Don't write letter, just average N. It's obviously free solo. So, anyway, I was promoting that on uh, Instagram. It's still up. But I only put that up there to promote because the actual promotion I wanted to run was not ready yet. I figured somewhere down the line I would put together a promo that I would use to capture that age bracket. 
that I wanted over there. I wanted 18 through 25 females, right? I needed a way to tap into that market. So initially I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll create the game pieces slash consultation slash coaching pieces, but I have to tailor it. Now I'm giving you strategy. Tailor it so it matches what fits that age bracket. So, you know, when I speak to older um, crowds or older demographic, it's more so since you're experienced and you've done X, Y, Z and it landed you in this certain position, here's where it's been costing you. This is what you're ignoring. This is what you need to fix or you won't correct it. So I have to get on the flip side of that and teach it different now because one of the influences for that, King Flex, Tariq Nasheed did a show long ago. It's probably 2006 through 2008, somewhere in there on Mac Lessons. It was called Game for Children. And what he did was essentially two things at one time. He didn't say this, but this is what he did. This is why you got to have game. What he did by telling the younger people coming up what not to do, what to look out for, who's been teaching you what you do not need, how they are misleading you and what you've heard, what you actually need to pay attention to. If you give that piece to someone older, what are they going to say? It's game for children. I don't need it. Oh, but you do. Because what he did without verbalizing was tell you where you made your mistakes. So essentially, he's telling you, hey, this is where you started to get it backwards. This is where your vision kind of got skewed. As he's telling the young bucks, this is what you want to look out for. So when I was running the promotion, this piece was what it was based on. The uh, promotion I was going to run that... I probably still will create. And the actual material I present to them is this. So for the older crowd, it's okay. This is what you're not accepting. And you've already got the history to show you what happens if you conduct yourself this certain way and have this type of attitude. You see it. You don't have to guess anymore. You don't have to assume, wonder, you now have history. You have life history, decades. You know what a decade is? 10 years plus. You've got 10 years plus a couple times. So there ain't too much wiggle room to act like you don't get it now. So you have to be strict with them. You have to be harsh. Stop. Actually, you have to talk to them like they are the children because they're in denial about these certain things. So you can't play around with them because they don't have time to play. You're already against the clock. And for, we just say people in general, your age is supposed to contribute to your maturity levels. But because there are turns as a child that you went in the incorrect direction, you still have that same maturity level as them which is immaturity, essentially. So when you speak to a younger crowd, 
you can't come with the sword. You have to be more of the guide. And they don't quite understand yet. So it's more so look out for this. Watch that. So my material starts to turn in that direction when you speak to them. You got to be the one with the sword and you got to be the healer. As Sinful the Peace says, you need to apply both. You just can't cut up the older crowd and not give them the solution, not heal them. You, you body them up and shake them up to say, hey, you can't con everybody. Now, your ego needed to be checked. Let me spank you a little bit, but here's your solution. There's a solution in that. That's care. But because they're so used to conning and twisting and getting over and evading and dodging, being slick, so they think, if you don't shake them up first, they're going to think they're getting by. So it needs to be clear and apparent that, hey, we know who I am. It's unnecessary. You may as well listen. You got to do that. But when you speak to the younger audience, it has to be lead with the care. Right? So anyway, before I even put out the promo I was going to use for that bracket, I put a space holder, meaning I was going to put a music video up just because I was cycling through some material I might consider putting there for the next month or so before I record what I want to promote long term. And I just heard this average song, average, and I'm like, well, I ain't done that in an eternity. And by the way, the, the, the time period we actually recorded, as I say, was 2009. So that song is 14 years old. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get this because why? Because it's Instagram and some more strategy for you. As soon as you're scrolling down the page, you know the beginning of You Don't Know My Name, the Alicia Keys song. It's a quick few measures and it jumps right into the portion where the beat kicks off. It's just a quick little startup for a second or so and then it jumps right into the um, rhythm of the beat. The beat gets going quick. And because I started at the beginning, as soon as you scroll down, you're going to hit me jump right into it. So it grabs you right away. And plus the, the lyrics are kind of uh, provoking. Now you hear that, you may give it a listen. It's either going to turn you off or turn you on quick. And that was perfect. So I said, yeah, let me run this. I put it up for uh, a 59 second clip. Because you can't run ads on promos that are, or reels that are over one minute. So I'll say I'll take the clip and then I'll let them know that it's on my page. They want to see the entire video. I'll do that. And man, do you know, after all these years of trying to promote music, it was an afterthought. It's just a space holder, man. Something to do. It's there. Do you know that joint jumped off like to the point where I got minimal costs in promoting it, and it's just all day. If I were to click on my page right now, there's likes in there, there's shares in there, there's comments in there. Hey, you can't beat that. And one thing you learn is not to fool with nothing that's being successful. Let it roll. So here I am, messing around, promoting music on accident. 
and that joint rocking. You know, that to say, as I normally say, man, hey, don't fight the market. The market will tell you what they respond to. <clears throat> what they respond to. Don't be tone deaf to the market. You may want to present and when you're dealing with people. You may want to present yourself a certain way. You may be going for a certain image or a certain look. But if you see that you're being responded to a certain way because of a certain quality, hey, highlight that. Don't be tone deaf to the market at all because it will show you the way. The game will lead you. You just have to be in tune with it. But anyway, my point of bringing that up was the iHeart thing. Because obviously that's not my song. It's Alicia Keys, You Don't Know My Name. That's her beat. So you got people hitting me. <clears throat> it's not on Spotify, Sad Face. Or is it on Spotify? Is it on? Nah, it's on YouTube though. So you can work with that. Plus there's a mixtape, you know, so I give them the link. In fact, I put the link on my page. It's in there. But the iHeart thing was funny because a girl came to my page and commented, this reminds me of a Drake type thing. And you got other people co-signing that. And I've never once in my life have I ever patterned myself after Drake. If I named 40 people who inspire my style, not one of them would be Drake. It don't mean I don't listen to him because that she will with Lil Wayne, that's cold. Successful, that's just about a perfect song. So I know who he is. I'm well aware. And I know the numbers he do. So, hey, it got me thinking maybe I should pattern some of my music after Drake. You know what I mean? If I can do 400 billion units like him, you know, I ain't against it. But because that's the only time I've heard that reference. Not one time in my life have I heard that reference. Drake. You know, you get the people I actually listen to, like, or the most, okay? There's a lot of <clears throat> endless people that I listen to. But I understand the Prodigy thing. X, 50, all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. It's in there. But I never heard the Drake. So now, on iHeart, the other day, on iHeart, the way it is, it's like a, you are your own radio station. So people click free solo radio and then they'll play him or me and other artists similar to. So it says free solo radio featuring Drake and Eminem and others. I don't know whether the computer picks up on that comment. I mean, because, you know, they're advanced, man. You can say something around your phone and you're going to start seeing ads for it. I don't know. But it's crazy. I never heard a Drake comparison. Then right after, free solo radio featuring Drake and Eminem. And I just thought that was significant. It meant something. There's a sign there for me. But also why uh, that's significant, because I was explaining to this guy, 
he got into being an artist himself. I guess he's been dabbling throughout the years, but now he's actually recording. So I told him this. I said, the swing in you taking this from where you're doing it kind of because you feel like it to the point where it and you matter is when it stops being free solo radio featuring Drake and Eminem and when it starts being Drake radio featuring Eminem and free solo. So what I was saying was there's a certain point where the apps, the platforms start to use you and your momentum, you and your product to keep people hooked on their page, whether they feature you or just slide you in there. See, the premise is he was saying he just does it because he does it. He doesn't have to be super successful. I said, hey, man, you better find the win in it. It may not be what you think it is. If you're okay with that, then you should continue to record. You should take it as serious as you need to. But know that it could reward you like a hobby unless you find the win in it. And all I was simply saying is, you don't need a label, you don't need the radio, none of that. You take it if it comes and it makes sense. But I was just explaining that there's a line in there somewhere. There's a point where not only you believe in what you're doing, but other people want to benefit from you. You reach people's awareness to the point where they want to include you on their material, not to look out for you, but because it benefits them. So the platforms will feature your song because when you go to play an album and it plays all the way through, what do they do on the streaming platforms now? It doesn't end. Like you can't, okay, this album's an hour and 10 minutes. You come back an hour, 12 minutes later, it stopped. It don't do that. It does what has put me on to plenty of artists. That album ends and it goes right into something else. You have to be like, okay, the album must have ended because I don't know this guy. And that's where they'll plug you in because it'll sound good and it's enough to keep you clicking and maybe look for that artist in particular. You see, so once they benefit from you, you will get placement in all these places. I was just explaining to him the line of where it flips. There's a flip in there somewhere. Now that's a simple extreme from the difference between my station featuring them and their station featuring me. So I said, but there is a line there's a flip point and it's in there somewhere. Your job, because we were talking about promotion and putting money behind yourself, is to stay relevant and strong enough for long enough to find out everywhere you're bubbling. Everything that does well for you, you need to know. You need to study your numbers, just like stocks. You wake up one day and your catalog is pumping green. It could mean it. As a whole, the market is up or there's one particular site or app that you're doing strong in. And maybe you should take some of your promo and start to guide it there. So these things I would just explain it to them. And obviously you as a listener, you deal with whatever product, whatever job and you as your own brand, essentially, it makes sense to you. It will benefit all if you can see the connection and correlation. But. The medium, I definitely want to do that. I think that'll be fly. Just so it'll be there. Because I am a strong writer. 
outside of punctuation. I was in a community college, say, long, long ago. And one of my English teachers wanted me to write for it. So it ain't been that long, and I wasn't that bad. She wanted me to write either, what was it, articles for the paper, I believe. I didn't stay there long enough to do it at the school, you know. I wound up leaving, but it always stuck with me that I could write. I knew I was good at writing. In fact, when I left there and went to another school, I, I tried to take these writing courses. There was probably some type of creative writing, some type of advanced. There's about three different writing courses I tried to take, and I filled them out. But when it came time to take the classes, not enough people signed up, and they didn't have the classes. So I had to take all the stuff I didn't want. Why'd I do that? Because I was there to play basketball, you know? So I was taking classes I didn't care about, and that's that. So I guess by the time you hear this, I'll be writing my first piece. We'll get there. But even more so than that, as I have my Pellegrino, my uh, banana walnut vegan pound cake. Be kind, be pleasant, and be great. Freeze this, freeze that.